Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? Written and read by Danny Stack. Chapter 12. Interrogation. At the back of the gang's secret den, there was a smaller area ideal for the colonel's planned interrogation. She got excited as she cleared the clutter and set up a chair in the middle of the room. She moved the light bulb directly over the chair, then positioned a video camera to record the scene. Everything had to be perfect. Woody was going to be her assistant, and Shiv was there as backup in case anything went wrong. Billy was keeping watch at the door, ensuring the interrogation remained undetected. The colonel nodded at Woody to signal that it was time to begin. She turned off the light and the room plunged into darkness. She could hear Woody shuffling someone into the den and helping them onto the chair. She waited a moment so that Woody and Shiv could take their places next to her, and then she turned on the light. A young boy shielded his eyes from the bright glare. He blinked, confused. He had no idea where he was or who had brought him here. You, said the colonel, before the young boy had time to say anything. Who killed Nelson Nutmeg? What? Who what? The young boy tried to get his bearings and glanced around the room. Is that you, Woody? He waved at Woody in a pleasant manner, happy to see a friendly face. Hey, pay attention, ordered the colonel. What's your name? The young boy paused, then said, Random. What? asked the colonel, taken aback by this strange name. That's what they call me at school. Random kid. The colonel looked at Woody as if to say, Is he for real? And Woody just nodded. Shiv rolled his eyes. This was going to be a long day. Okay, random, the colonel continued. Do you know who killed Nelson Nutmeg? Nelson Nutmeg's missing, presumed dead, said Woody. So we want to know what you know, said the colonel. Random thought about this for a second. Maybe this was some sort of game. Random liked Woody, so he played along. Maybe aliens took him, he suggested. Swindon suddenly opened an annex door behind Random and peered in. Thank you, Random. Out, Swindon, ordered the colonel, annoyed at the interruption. She resumed her interrogation. I'll give you one last chance. Who killed Nelson Nutmeg? Random looked to Woody, as if Woody might help him with the answer. Woody nodded encouragingly, but Random didn't have an answer. Who would want to kill Nelson Nutmeg? he asked. That's what we want to find out, said the colonel, getting increasingly frustrated. Her other interrogations were equally unsuccessful. A young girl wouldn't stop crying at the idea that Nelson Nutmeg had died. Another boy kept making fart noises using his hand and his armpit. A slightly older boy thought he could take the colonel's video camera, but Shiv stepped in to make sure no one was stealing anything. The colonel used all the methods she had seen on battle duty, but the interrogation didn't give them any information they were hoping to find. The colonel was on the verge of giving up when Woody brought in the final interviewee, a geeky-looking girl. At first, the geeky girl read her comic book, not really interested in what the colonel was talking about, or the fact that she was being filmed. Colonel and Woody told her about what had happened to Nelson Nutmeg, but they were tired now and didn't expect any useful response. But then the geeky girl suddenly thought of something. I saw someone tampering with the fire extinguishers, she said. Who? asked the colonel, perking up at the prospect of finding out actual information. Ball guy, scary, the geeky girl replied. Mr Slug, said Woody. 
Creepy marble eats slugs. The geeky girl looked around the room, unimpressed by her surroundings and the gang's film equipment. Your lighting setup is all wrong, by the way, she said. That was it. The colonel had had enough. Ah! This line of questioning is over and out. She turned off the camera and stormed out. Chapter 13 The Man in Black After Swindon had been barred from the colonel's interrogations, he resorted to waving his aerial around, hoping to pick up any signs of alien activity. He still believed Nelson Nutmeg might have been abducted. He hadn't lied to Diane earlier. This area was known for it. At least, his sci-fi magazine said so. He held his aerial up and down, but it didn't pick up anything unusual. However, he did notice a shifty-looking geezer dressed in a black suit. This man in black looked suspicious as he stopped every few steps to inspect various items lying around the camp. He rattled the gate entrance to Mr Slug's workshop. He stopped by a window and whipped out his measuring tape to check its width. He rattled a few gas canisters that were chained together by a caravan. Swindon pointed his aerial towards the man in black and took an instant dislike towards him. Weirdo, he muttered to himself, but all this suspicious activity was beginning to form a big conspiracy theory in his mind. Back at the secret den, Billy had gathered Shiv, Woody and the Colonel. Right, we don't want anyone to think we're weirdos, she said, glancing around. What have we got so far? Billy asked. Shiv held up Nelson's eye patch, one of the vital clues they'd found. At that moment, Swindon entered the den, eager to tell the gang about the man in black. Swindon, no aliens, said Billy, cutting him off. But Swindon was building a theory in his mind, so he sat down by a small blackboard and started to order his ideas. Billy turned her attention back to the meeting. Nelson's eye patch, found on the beach, what else? Chew wrappers, said Shiv, and he held them up, his other hand still holding Nelson's eye patch. From the bonfire, said Billy, they must belong to the killer. Don't forget the cover-up with the fake Nelson Nutmeg and Mr Slug, added the colonel. Mr Slug, Swindon murmured at the blackboard while he scribbled. Alien overlord. The gang paused to stare at Swindon. Shiv edged slightly away from him, thinking the idea of an alien overlord a little too childish. Woody was giving the idea some consideration, though. Maybe it could be true? The colonel wasn't ruling anything out at this point, but Billy rolled her eyes at her brother's crazy theory. Sometimes it was like he was the youngest out of the group. What should we do? asked Woody, breaking the silence. Split up, two teams, said the colonel. Billy liked the sound of this. Me and Shiv will stake out Diane's office, she said. The colonel clicked her fingers towards Woody. Still got your drone wooden top? Affirmative, said Woody with a playful salute. Great, said Billy. We'll spend tomorrow... She trailed off, suddenly disappointed. Woody seemed to pick up on her train of thought. My chess tournament. And archery club, said Billy. And I'm defending my title, said Shiv with a sly grin. Princess dress-up pageant, muttered the colonel, embarrassed by the activity her parents were forcing her to do at the camp. Everyone stopped to look at her, even Swindon, surprised that the colonel would agree to take part in a princess dress-up pageant. Anyone say anything and they'll be investigating their own murder, the colonel said, jumping down from her lectern to emphasise the point. Right, 
Let's meet first thing, said Billy, not wanting to linger on this strange new information about the colonel. We'll deal with our activities when we have to. The gang nodded and they started to leave the den. Swindon was too preoccupied by his developing theory on the blackboard. Diane could be an alien queen, he said suddenly, but the door slammed behind him, giving him a fright. The gang had gone. Swindon shrugged, then finished writing his theory on the blackboard. He stood up, satisfied, and snuck out of the den, making sure he wasn't seen by anyone. But someone did see him. Mr Slug appeared, sneering in Swindon's direction. A seagull cried above him and... Splat! A white mess of seagull poo landed on Mr Slug's shoulder. This made him even more grumpy than usual. He resolved something in his mind. The kids had better stay out of his way, or else... Chapter 14 Stakeout The next day, Billy got up early so she could sneak out of the caravan before anyone else was awake. She tiptoed out of the bedroom so as not to disturb Swindon. She was excited about the day ahead. She and Shiv were going to stake out Diane's office. But Billy's thoughts got distracted by Swindon muttering in his sleep. Diane's an alien queen, he said as she crept down the small hallway. Billy froze, hoping he wouldn't wake up. Swindon continued to mumble, seemingly still asleep, so she headed into the kitchen to grab a quick bowl of cereal. When Billy reached for a bowl, the whole shelf unexpectedly collapsed. The bowls and plates fell momentarily, but she grabbed the shelf just in time. She tried to reposition, but it was no use. It wouldn't stay straight. She ended up wedging a wooden spoon under the shelf to keep it steady and she carefully walked backwards out of the caravan before anything else could happen. She could always eat at the stakeout. Billy made her way towards Shiv's caravan, trying to stay quiet. It was still early in the camp. Not a lot of people were around. It was good to stay low and out of sight, but then, thud! Shiv kicked his caravan door open. I'm going out, he cried. Then he saw Billy. You go to the stakeout, I'll get the snacks. And he was off. Billy was surprised at first, but then nodded, impressed by Shiv's bluster. Clearly, he didn't feel the need to hide his actions from his family, unlike Billy. She headed to Diane's office. It was a difficult place to have a stakeout, as the office was right in front of a small car park, very public. Billy looked around for a suitable place for her and Shiv to hide. She thought the doorway of Game Zone might be a good spot, but it had just opened for business, so it wasn't ideal. But then Billy saw a large picture of Nelson Nutmeg, one of those cutouts where you stick your head through a hole above the body to take a funny picture. Billy decided it was a safe spot to hide. She got herself into position and peered over the head-shaped hole every now and then. But there wasn't much action so far. Maybe it was too early. Snackaroonies, Shiv said as he arrived, giving Billy a fright. Shh, said Billy. Shiv ignored her and plonked down a variety of snacks. A couple of Nelson nut bars, some chocolates, crisps and lollipops. Any action? He tried to poke his head through the cutout, but he couldn't quite reach. He turned swiftly, grabbed a nearby crate, placed it in front of him and stepped on top. Now he could see perfectly. Maybe she's in there already, he said, but there was no sign of anyone. He stepped off his crate and sat down beside Billy. Nelson nut bar? he offered. No chews then, she asked. They always sell out early. Billy unwrapped the nut bar and took a bite. 
They slipped into a comfortable silence for a moment. Billy glanced at Shiv. He seemed to be deep in thought. Or maybe he was building up to a fart. It was hard to tell with Shiv sometimes. But Billy remembered what he had said before about not coming back next year. You'll miss all this if you're not coming back, she said. Shiv didn't say anything and looked away. Billy thought he was sulking. This made her angry. Why did he always have to act like the silent tough guy? It wasn't like she forced him to hang around with her and the gang. If you don't want to help, you don't have to, she said. I think my parents are splitting up, Shiv said in a low voice. Billy felt foolish for being angry at Shiv. I'm sorry, I didn't mean... It doesn't matter, he said. Finding out who killed Nelson Nutmeg is better than watching them argue. They slipped into another silence, but not as comfortable as before. Billy felt like she should say something to lighten the mood. Might not be back myself next year, she said, trying to sound casual. My dad keeps talking about a Mediterranean cruise or something. Shiv shuffled in his seat, not sure what to say. He stood on his crate to spy on Diane's office again. Movement, he said. Diane stepped into view, holding a folder which had Nelson Nutmeg written on it. Follow? Shiv asked and turned to Billy. But she was already following Diane. You've been listening to Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? It was read by Danny Stack from his own novelization of the film. To find out more and watch some clips from the movie, visit nelsonnutmeg.com.